Good morning, people. Good morning, people. It is a good morning. I hope that you are well. I see some people already in, ready to go. I have my bro Scott here. Peace and blessings, brother, to you as well. And we are excited to have this. Hey there, LinkedIn user. We are excited to have you be a part of this conversation. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Latoya. I'm so excited to have you with us as well this morning. Now, I have a couple of housekeeping things before we get started. First and foremost, if you are watching on YouTube, thank you so much. If you're watching on LinkedIn, thank you so much. But I have a third. Oh, before I go, Tanisha, good morning. <laughs> thank you for rocking me these past couple of weeks. I've been seeing you and thank you so much. Uh, for those that are here, feel free to share. Let your friends know that we are live right now. You know, we're going to get right into it. I have my guests in the waiting room and we are going to get right into the show. But before I do, I have some very exciting announcements here for you, family. Oh, I got to stop my announcements one more time. This is my brother from another. I actually know this person in real life. We've been friends for over a decade plus. What up, brother Jeff? Gene is in the house. He, If you want a DJ, he's, he could be a DJ, right? <laughs> and he can officiate your wedding. Uh, so that's two and one right there. And then I have Crystal Clark. Good morning to you, Crystal. Good morning. Uh, so I'm going to go back to the announcements and I'm going to continue the good morning real quickly. But I really, really, really want to get this out because this is the exciting news for me. So, y'all, you know that I started a YouTube channel probably around January 5th. And it was a great time getting started doing that. And I used to say I have like a video podcast. That's what I used to say. Right. Um, I was really focused on YouTube just to be transparent. I really wasn't focused on much of anything else. But right now I'm letting you know it's official. It's official. It's no longer just a, a video podcast. It's a podcast available right now on all of wherever podcasts are sold, basically. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. I want you to go ahead right now. And if I think I'm going to put in, I think it's in the description below, but if it's not, I'm going to put it there later that go ahead and go ahead and click on the podcast, whichever you prefer. You could actually search up Techniche Tips if you want to basically find it. Again, that's Techniche Tips, and you should be able to find that podcast. So go ahead and do that. If you're a podcast listener, this is great. You don't have to worry about driving and watching this anymore. You could just listen to it while you're cooking, while you're cleaning, while you're doing running an errand. It's there for you. So go ahead and go search Techniche Tips on wherever you would watch a podcast and uh, go ahead and stream it. I'm actually a little bit behind <laughs> so uploading the older episodes on YouTube to that to get caught up, but have grace. This is a great time to catch up on episodes that you have never heard before, or you have heard probably once and you probably missed something. This is a great opportunity to go back to that, but I'm gonna go back to the comment section again. Thank you so much. Good morning, Crystal. I'm so glad to have you on. And we're gonna start in a few minutes well, a few minutes, about a few seconds, I should say. But before I do, I want to just say thank you to those that have watched the original of this. When I mean original, uh, when I had an interview with Ty and then we posted it last week, Sunday, we had a lot of people respond to that because a lot of people are wondering, man, like it's great to work for a company in tech sales, but to actually be a, a, a part of the tech sales channel, to actually be in business for myself, I never thought of that as an option. Maybe that was you. And so this is a great opportunity for you to have any questions answered by somebody that has been has experience in this area. Again, I'm just the person that's providing the conduit for information. <laughs> I don't I don't label myself as an expert in any shape, form or fashion. I just tell you what I did or I bring on people that have done more and and share what they did. 
And so with that being said, I'm going to now bring onto the stage my good friend Ty. Ty, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going? It is going good. I'm 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 sweating like a Southern Baptist pastor right now. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I really wanted to thank you, man. And I, I just, you know, just wanted to point out to people, they may be saying, oh, um, oh that's my fault. Uh, they, they may be saying, um, you guys have the last same name or last name. Or it's the same. I know, right? You guys related? <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's get that straightened out. Where's, where's your family from? Uh, so, yeah, my, my family's originally from uh, Barbados and Honduras, um, but then oh. we moved out to Boston. So that's where they both met. So. So um, you never know. I mean, it could be multiple generations. I don't know, five, six generations back. Well, I'll tell you this. My family's from Guyana, and Guyanese are known to migrate to the Barbados. So you never know. <laughs> you never, <laughs> you know. never know. Right? You never know. So with that being said, I am really excited to basically have you. Oh, I got another one. I want to put it up while we talk. But I really, good morning, good morning, Odette. I really want to just kind of start from you know, just where we left off. We had a really great conversation about channel sales. For those that were not a part of that conversation last week, this is gonna be a Q&A session. We're not gonna to take too much time, but I want just to those who are brand new to the conversation and you haven't got a chance to watch that video, which I encourage you to do. Can you, you had a great breakdown of channel sales on your channel, on your, uh, on your LinkedIn page. Can you kind of go through that again, breaking down exactly what is channel sales, how to get into channel sales, things of that nature, and then we'll open up for Q and A just to set the just to set the stage. Yeah, definitely. So to simplify channel sales, it's basically the act of reselling tech products. So the same tech products that many people sell as an employee. So whether that's telecommunication services, we're talking about Cox, Comcast. AT&T, Verizon, et cetera, et cetera, cloud services. So Amazon, Google, uh, we could be talking about Microsoft and all different software services that are available. So that could be whether it's you know Salesforce, Workday, or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Dell, um, all different network security companies, all of that. It's the art of selling those companies without actually working for those companies. It's really having your own consulting company where you can work with businesses directly and resell any of those services to any business across the USA, all around the world. And then from there, you would get paid typically through a distributor. There's a third party um, person or company that connects you to those companies. And you would get paid either upfront or residual for selling all of those services. This is how generally almost every single IT company gets their income. So IT companies, when you see them out there, they typically get their income from either the cost of just doing billable hourly work or managing a server, but they also get their income from reselling products and services. It's just bringing a business to a company that sells tech products and put it together. It's the same thing that you're doing really as an SDR. You're just doing it for yourself and getting the majority of those profits without it being passed through through your CEO and your director and your manager and your supervisor back to you, you just get the full amount of profits where you can build up your company, build up your residual income, and then potentially hire some people and then make your own, you know, tech company. And that's what it's really all about. You know, it's live when, when the person is talking and it's muted. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we're going to break that down even further. I want, yeah. I want to kind of, paint a scenario for somebody because they're like, oh, that sounds 
good, but it's a little bit abstract for me. Let's just say, let's just use me an example, Joe Schmo, right? So Joe wants to get into channel sales and he, you even paint a story of how Joe lands a deal and what are the effects or the results of that deal being landed. You can even make up a figure like financially, what incentives are there? Let's just use me as an example. Cool. Yeah. So, so for example, so let's say you um, decided, hey, I want to get into channels. So first thing is we would get you in with a distributor, and it, what a distributor is, it's a, and they're called tele, they're called technology services distributor. It's a company that has access to give you the rights to sell any of those brands. We'd get you in to a conversation. Mm. You get registered in. It's completely free, so there's no cost to get registered to be able to sell these services. Um, they would essentially say, hey, here are the products you can sell. And then from there, if you have a business that you know, so let's say maybe you go to a church in your area and your church is like, hey, you know, we want to live stream, but our internet isn't um, allowing us to do that effectively. You know, maybe there's a better technology that we can get. With you now having access to sell any single telecom company, you know, in the United States or any um, just technology company, you can basically go to that church owner and say, hey, um, I'm an IT consultant. I have access to provide prices and services for all different providers. Here are the ones that are in your area because you would have access to a portal that shows you all different providers in your location. Here are the prices. Um, I would recommend maybe going with this one here, maybe choosing this package or this package. If they decide to say yes, and let's say they choose a package that is you know their internet their wi-fi maybe it's fiber internet maybe it has a few phone lines on there let's just say it's a thousand dollars a month um, for commercial grade services then depending on the company that you sold you get paid one of two ways so first way that you get paid is upfront some companies pay an upfront uh, commission typically 3x sometimes 4x sometimes even 5x depending on the term of the contract so that would mean that that thousand dollar a month deal that you sold to that church, you would get four thousand dollars after it installs. Or the other option is that some companies pay residual. So if let's say you did that same thing, you got that church to purchase a thousand dollars worth of internet, then now you'd essentially get a residual payment. And residual payments are typically per company either ten percent residual or twenty percent residual, uh, or somewhere in between there, fifteen, twelve. Yeah, you know, it's all over the map. Um, but let's just say it was a 15% residual, then that would mean that you would get $150 a month continuously every single time, you know, that, that month reset. So every month you would get that residual payment until the church cancels their services or moves to another provider. But if they move to another provider with you, let's say years in the future, you can just move them to another provider and then you get paid again from, you know, whichever provider and it continues and continues. And then from there, it can all it can also add up because when they say, "Hey, what about let's say Microsoft and we want to get Microsoft licenses so we can have Microsoft Teams so we can do video chats like this with our members," how do we get that? Now you can go and resell Microsoft and get paid that way. You can go and resell. Maybe they want to put their videos on the cloud. You can help them with that and and get paid that way. And then maybe they have a whole network of all the different churches in town. You can start doing it with every single one. And now that commission that you're getting starts to add up. Those residuals start to add up. And over time, when you start doing this over and over and over again, those residuals can easily start stacking up to $2,000 a month, $3,000, $5,000, $6,000, $10,000, to the point where 
if you start getting residuals that are equal to 20,000 a month, 25,000 a month, you can start hiring people. You can start hiring a customer service person to manage the day-to-day -day questions from your customers. You can start hiring a salesperson, an SDR. You'd have your own SDR that goes and acquires new business for you. That's how many of these companies operate. And a lot of times we're pushing people to apply to be the SDRs of these companies, when in reality, they could be the actual owners of these companies just mm. by building up their base of residuals and customers. You know how that's, you know how important that information was just y'all? Like if you, if you, I want you to put down in the chat, if this was something that like, like right now you're like, whoa, put W, O W in the chat. Put wow in the chat right now. If you're like, wait a second, hold on one second. You're telling me I could be my own tech company. <laughs> you know, basically the the middleman between these, between a person that needs a service or a company really, it's a B two B, a company that needs a service and a company that provides a service. SaaS even included. You know, you talk about Microsoft Teams, that's software as a service. So this is this is this is this is a level of entrepreneurship that that could pay you serious money over a period of time. I think this information is great. I think this information is things that we need to know about. And so some people might be like, wow, that now that you paint that picture, 150, if I was to get like, let's say 10 sort of quote unquote deals like that, that 150 now multiplies and it's 1,500, another 10, now, now we're looking at 15,000 a month. Like this is, and this is, income that let's say this company does not decide to leave you i'm just reiterating what you say so people can really kind of kind of get it like this is income for life depending on the type of depending on the company and if you're able to have a good relationship with them and they're good standing and they're staying with your services like let that sink in for a moment y'all and the yeah. reason why this is so important and you want to say something time i don't mean to cut you off well i i was going to say just it gets even crazier when you get into large companies because when you get into to companies that are, let's say, enterprise level. So we're talking about, let's just say restaurant chains. Let's say you get in with a restaurant chain that has a thousand locations. And for each of those a thousand locations, in terms of all of their telecommunications and their cloud services and all that, they pay about a thousand dollars a month per location. That means that that company, just pick any major brand, your favorite pizza place, your favorite fast food restaurant, your favorite whichever, they're probably paying more, more than a million dollars per month for all of their thousand locations nationwide. If you're the person that sold them those services and you're getting that 10 to 15% residual off of a million dollars a month, that's where the game changes. You know, that's where you're getting the $150,000 a month in residual, et cetera, et cetera. And your entire company is just based on just managing this one, this one entity or these one or two large entities. And that's where with that money, of course, you would have a few customer service people, you'd probably have, have an engineer that can take their calls. If they have any questions, you would have, you know, your your own sales team, et cetera, et cetera. And, and there are companies out there, like I like me as a channel manager, I work with these companies that work with these large chains. And it's usually an IT company of 10 people that work with one really big fast food chain or one really mm. big, you know, um, uh, just multi-site business. Wow. And you and you can become their one stop shop, and they're like, "Hey, whenever, whenever any telecommunication needs, we come through Joe." <laughs> I'll say it myself yeah. now. Come through and, Joe. And, and the reason why they would do it is because they know that you can sell all companies. They know that you're not just going to set them up into one particular company. Hey, I work for this company. I only sell this. They know that you sell everything. So when it comes to hey, let's have an honest conversation of 
what are all my options? You can give them an unbiased choice of, well, there's this internet company, here are the pros and cons. There's this one, here's the pros and cons. There's this cloud company, here, here are the options. There's this one, there's that one. You can give them all the options, all the prices, and it depend, doesn't matter which one that they choose. You get paid either way, no matter what they choose. And these are transactions that are going to happen regardless because every business in America needs internet. So you're just putting yourself in the middle of a transaction that is probably already going to happen. You're just helping them out by helping them make a better decision. Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a question that some people might be thinking of. They may be saying, well, that's great, but I'm, I don't know a lot of businesses. I don't. And, 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 and I don't feel like I could be able to basically broker these kind of deals. Where do I start? Where do I go? Oh, I got to, where do I go basically? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so the easiest spots to get started is first is definitely analyze like just your local network and the businesses that you go to right now, no matter what the size of them are. If there's a, there's a barbershop that you go to that, if there's a restaurant that you go to, if you have friends that have their own daycare centers, if you have friends that that maybe go to a a whether it's a church or or whether they they have a a small just like shop that they own, you know, start there first and start having those conversations because a lot of times when you have those conversations and you start talking about a topic that sometimes gets people riled up, which is the internet, you know, they 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 might have some some things to say about that topic of, you know, oh, I, I wish my internet did this, I wish my internet did that. Or maybe we start talking about phone. Oh, my phone features don't have this. You start talking about cell phones. You know, oh, you know, I, I don't like this business cell phone plan that I have. You know, that's where you can kind of be that person to bring all the options to the table. Second place now, moving on to the next layer, is every single major metropolitan city has some type of chamber of, of commerce. And they usually have multiple. There's usually a general one. And what a chamber of commerce is, it's where all different businesses, small, medium, large businesses get together in a big kind of networking event. Usually it's either weekly or sometimes it's bi-weekly. And they usually get to learn about just things that are going on in the city, things that affect their business. They get to hear from local politicians, et cetera. These, these meetings are, are available for anyone to attend. There's usually a very small non-member fee. Maybe it's $20 to attend. $30, but you get food, you know, you get food, you get fed, you get to walk around, meet people, all sorts of businesses that, that are in there that, you know, would love to talk to an IT person that can give them options and choices that doesn't work directly for one of these companies because their guard's going to be down. If they know that you don't work directly for these companies and you're more independent, they're going to be more willing to be like, yeah, well, show me everything. I, I definitely want to know what, what all is available. So that's the second spot. And keep in mind, you can, you can uh, niche, well, well, you know, technish, you can niche all the way down into, into certain layers. So maybe you have um, the ability to go to the urban chamber of commerce, you, you know, if, mm. if, if you have relationships mm. there and now you're, you're getting into specific, you know, um, uh, demographics where you can get into, you know, maybe it's a black owned business, maybe it, it's a you know, Latin American owned business and you can now be a specific vertical because you might understand those businesses better than the average IT person. And you can have those conversations because maybe you understand how beauty salons work or how how nail salon will work or maybe you understand how a a a, a health center would, would work that is specific for that niche and and that's something that where you can now get some really loyal 
customers, some loyal people in entering their network because business owners know business owners. Third yeah. place is commercial real estate. So every time that a business moves into a new place, they're going to need internet and phone, and they're going to need probably, depending on the business, they might need a TV in there or just some additional services, whether it's maybe Wi-Fi solutions or et cetera. Every time there's a real estate transaction, so someone moves into a new suite uh, or someone is setting up a brand new property, those are always going to need internet. And the commercial real estate people, they can tell you what business is going in. They usually know long before everybody else. They know who's signing the lease, who's about to sign the lease. They have those contacts. There are commercial real estate events in every single metropolitan city in America. They're in some small towns too as well. And then all you have to really do is just basically just um, just get in with certain groups. Like one is called NAIOP, N-A-I-O-P. The other one is called BOMA, which is um, B-O-M-A. And there's plenty of others. And the same thing, networking events, they occur every week or every bi-weekly. Non-member costs to go to these events can range from anywhere from 20 to 30 to $40. usually get fed and there's usually some fun activities to do. Go in there and you can talk to all the real estate people out there. And it's a dual purpose because real estate people typically want to know, well, this property that I'm selling, does it have internet available? Does it have, is it in a, in a good you know place? Like, is there fiber yep. available? Like, can I yep. sell this to a gaming company? So that's the third place that, that you can do. Fourth place is online, letting the whole world know that you can help out with any businesses, you know, telecommunications needs or cloud needs or just technology needs in general, just making that known throughout your LinkedIn presence. So mm. yeah, plenty of ways to, to, to do it. There's a fifth way if you want to have a street team and you want to have people out there join in and partner with you, hey, be my eyes and ears. You know, I, I live in LA and you live in Texas. If you see a business that needs services, send that information to me, and then maybe we can split Ooh. commissions together. Ooh, nationwide. All across the USA. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, we got to stop, family. <laughs> I need you to share this with anybody that you know that is looking for work, that has a background in sales. Like, woo, woo, woo. I, Crystal's saying hello. Also, I have Shanae recruiter question said you have to have a LinkedIn presence. That's right. Uh, like, like, like you, there's so many avenues that you can use this for. I need you guys to share this right now. This is some good information. This is some good information. And I want to make sure that people are able to eat the meal while the plate is hot. Because um, <laughs> right now we're about to go into Q&A. And I want to just kind of pause real quickly because some people might, and this is more or less a, not really a question for you, but I'm going to kind of say something real quickly. Some people might you wondering like, man, you know, I don't have the skills to do this, but we, we as a people have, have been known to be like, yo, I saw this amazing movie, you should check this out. I went to this amazing restaurant, you should check this out. It's that same sort of mentality, that same sort of like, like what is going on with you? Let, let me tell you about this good thing that I have that I think could be what you need, the curiosity, the intrigue, the confidence, right? To be like, to be able to talk about something good, like, Share this right now, because right? y'all need to share this right True. now. Um, you know, the, so, so, so one, one, one quick thing that I'll mention, the funny thing about this whole thing is that technically, you know, anyone that has taken, whether it's course careers, careers, and you have the the content out there where you're putting the, the, the codes out there, you're doing the affiliate marketing, affiliate marketing is a version of channel sales because you are essentially selling a product from a company that you don't work for. And you're getting commissions from it 
and it's the same process. So for anyone that's doing this with with courses, if you're putting up the fifty dollar code and and you're and you're recommending this one and that one, it's the same thing. Instead of just why why are we just doing it just for course careers and careerists? Why don't we do it for all of the other companies? Why don't we do it for the internet services that all these businesses are are, are going to want, where you could actually get paid potentially two grand, three grand on a transaction or $200, $300 residual. Why aren't we doing it with phone services that everyone's going to need, whether it's it's all the, the, the different phone providers that are out there? Why aren't we doing it with network security with all the hacking going on? You know, it doesn't just mm. have to be just promoting just um, the, the, the courses that you've taken. Add it up and throw them all on there. You have 400 different possible brands that you can can offer in kind of the channel ecosystem. Like, can you stretch that whole thing out? And you mentioned cybersecurity just now. Did I hear that correctly? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so all those those major cybersecurity companies are are all in there. So, you know, whether it's I, you know, I know people are fans of Palo Alto. I mean, we, for me, like, you know, as a as an employee, like, I, I partner up with Rapid Scale. So, Rapid Scale has a, a huge, you know, suite of cybersecurity related products. But there's plenty of companies that are in this ecosystem. So, so yeah, I mean, just just essentially, just keep in mind. If channel sales sounds a little wild, you're you're already doing it already. If you are promoting a SaaS product like a course or a bootcamp, that's a SaaS product. Promote the other SaaS products. Promote Microsoft and every and all of the other ones because you get paid off that. All right. Well, now I'm not going to delay this. We're going to go. We're going to go right into Q and A, y'all. So if anybody has any questions, I want you to go ahead and put this in the chat right now. Q and A and this is your opportunity to write it so anybody has a question go ahead and put it in the chat and while they have that question i would just kind of go back to course career since you brought it up uh if you if you don't have the skills and you really feel like i need i, I need a little i need a little prep on this course careers is a great opportunity to do it one it's not it's, it's affordable compared to a lot of options out there and the same skills that you have as an sdr like like ty said those are the same skills that you can use in this particular field and i would encourage you if this is something where you're saying hey i want to just kind of be able to kind of get that one leg up this is an opportunity to do so so i i, I was thinking about the other day i'm like man like this is this is you know because sdrs there's a lot of people right now but the layer that are out there right now currently that are in sales but they are not they necessarily haven't landed a job this is a great opportunity for them to test this out and I think this is why I wanted to make sure that we kind of reiterated this message because just to the fact that the market is the way it is, you know, and so that's why I wanted to kind of bring you back to do a live Q&A because I know there was so much value in what you said the last time that I want to make sure that people have the opportunity to, to go ahead and ask you any questions that they have. I mean, right now is the time to do it. If you have any questions for Ty, go ahead and put it in the chat below. If you found this valuable, go ahead, like, comment, on, 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 if you're on YouTube, you can subscribe. But if you're on LinkedIn, just go ahead and like and comment and then go ahead and put your questions in the chat. Uh, some questions people may ask is like, I'm going to start asking questions right now while they while they're getting theirs together, because I, I see some I see some coming in right now. But what what. Like, does it cost anything to be a partner? Does it cost anything to do this? It costs nothing. And the reason why is because when you get in with the distributor, which is the distributor, again, is that company that gets you connected to all of these different hundreds of tech 
companies and products and brands that you can sell, that distributor um, is going to get, it's called basically like a, a split or a pass through. So they basically get a split of the commissions. And what they do is they split the commissions. It depends on the distributor. It could be, you know, 80, 20, 70, 30, 75, 25, 85, 15. All the distributors have different splits that, that they that they do. Um, so when you get paid, they get paid as well. They get paid the smaller cut, of course, whether it's the 20%, you'll get paid the 80%, but they have a vested interest in bringing as many partners in because the more that partners sell, the more that they get paid as well. And they have a vested mm. interest in helping you close the deal. So when you get in with the distributor, it's not just, okay, hey, go out there and sell. You have now access to full resources. You have access to free trainings that, that are available. So if you if you've always wanted to sell Amazon and you never really knew, you know, how to get started, but you wanted that that as your experience, you can get in at a partner level and start selling it that way. If mm. if you always want to start selling a telecommunications company, but you just want to get in and and test it out on your own, you can start as as a partner and get trained up. I mean, like for for example, you know, my my market is is Las Vegas. So if somebody joined the channel out here and they want to find out more about telecommunications, I would be the person that would do the, the trainings and helping them out and helping them get coached up so they can close a deal because there's a channel manager like myself for every one of these companies that is essentially involved with helping partners enter the ecosystem, making sure that that they're successful and making sure that they're that they're helping and closing deals because everyone is getting paid, including the companies that that you're selling because they're getting a customer. So it's yeah. a four-way win-win-win that you just got to get yourself in so everyone else can help you win. And that's really all it is. Yeah, yeah. And I, I see the questions coming in here. I think one of the questions, you kind of touched on this already. You kind of yeah. kind of answered this already. How can you get started in channel sales? And so when the recording goes back, you could definitely look back at it because I you touched on it earlier on how to get started. Do you, when, Warren, go ahead. If you want to elaborate on that question a little bit more, if you want to say like you want to like a little bit more of a detailed breakdown, Go ahead and put that in put that in i'll, I'll bring it back up warren yeah uh, and, yeah go ahead go ahead and, and, and to, to answer that that one um so so essentially what you want to look for is technology service distributors um, as a channel manager i have access to all the major six or seven companies that that really do this from a distribution level so um i have no problem making warm invites to any of them so each one of these entities they have like a regional person that does the onboarding for every single major area in, in city you know they usually have about 14 people that do this per distributor um, i work with all of these people so um if you there there should be probably a link for for my linkedin or my info you can reach out to me i can get you connected directly with the distributor if you want to seek them out on your own um, if you could just search technology service distributor or technology service brokers what they're called um, there are plenty of them. It pops right up on, on Google. There's six different companies, seven different companies you can choose from. But I have relationships with all of them. So I, I would say if you want to decide like which one is right for me, because they're all different. They all have different things that they that, that, that they do. Some have certain companies, some have others. I am totally here to help out with guiding through that process. Um, so just feel free to reach out to me and I can get you connected with either one. Oh, cool. So link so Ty is basically saying I, I could be consulted for you. Uh, go ahead and reach out to him on his LinkedIn. The description should be in the description below. Go ahead and add him and reach out to him and message him, and he will help you with that process. Because that's a couple of questions that I see here. Warren said, I appreciate it. 
Um, and then that's another question that uh, Odette had is basically how can one get to the distributor? And so I don't know if that kind of ties into what you're saying or you want to you want to add to that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, 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 so essentially, yeah. If 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 you want if you want to look them up on on your own, um, there's there, there's a few that, that that's out there. Um, they all have different regions. So, I mean, there's there's like Sandler Partners, Intellisys, Tolaris, and, um, AppDirect, Avant is another one. Um, there's Innovative Business. There's a there there's like six or seven major ones. But feel free to reach out to me. I can definitely get you in with the particular people because these these entities are very large entities you know these are these entities have like 100 plus employees that work for these distributors and some handle certain markets some handle certain parts of the business so i mean they all have websites of course you can do the whole um go on there and and um you know kind of like reach out to like the regular form but you just want the quick way just reach out to me i can get you connected in in a quick email the email will basically say Hey, uh, person that works for this distributor, um, meet this person that I met that's looking to get into the channel. You guys should talk. They want to. They want to start partnering with your distributions. So they can start selling these products, and then from there they set up a quick call. It's usually like thirty to sixty minutes. They they go over kind of what their commission splits are, um, what the compensation is for all the different products you can sell, and then from there they send you like a DocuSign, and the DocuSign basically is essentially stating, you know, they have the right to pay you if you if you sell these products and also goes over just any of the, the legal leads when it comes to compensating. And then from there, they give you access to a portal and the portal is where you put in your information of, you know, where do you want your direct deposit checks to go? Um, what do you want your, your name to be in the portal? And keep in mind, if you don't necessarily have a business like an LLC or anything like that, you can still join the channel as a sole proprietorship as just your essentially name and social. And if you ever decide to incorporate down the road, you can do that down the road as well. Um, mm. So you get started right away. Then you get started right away. Social. Yeah, 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 yeah. literally. I, I, I mean, like, I, I literally have people hit me same day. Hey, I think I have a business opportunity. Okay, great. Let me get you over with with, with one of my my uh, my distributors. They get connected. They get signed the same day, and then from there, you know, the contracts go out for the actual service that they want to purchase customer signs done deal like i've done plenty of same day deals it's a it's a very very quick and easy process and then after that i mean there, there's no like you're not tied into mm. this, this company for life they don't hunt you down for hey you haven't brought me that it it doesn't matter they only get paid when you get paid so whenever you want to bring a deal to them in the future you always have that access for life so wow. there's no risk in just getting registered and just having access in case you ever run into that opportunity wow this is Wow. So this, <laughs> this that, that that because you're you're a business, you're an independent business. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And I, and she said I will definitely connect with you. Actually, she just sent you a connection right now. So, uh, <laughs> cool. so she, she, she's definitely proactive there. Uh, good morning, Brandon. I do have a, another question from Latoya here. It's very similar to what was said. I, I'm struggling with getting my footing with applying and getting selected for interviews, but I have the skills and experiences to demonstrate them. How would you encourage them to keep work toward their dream position, or would you recommend to start? What would you recommend them to start doing? Should they work towards working, uh, trying to get into this company, or should they try to do something else? So I would say, so you have the option to hedge your bet. Mm. Um, if you if you want to do that, and what I mean by hedge your bet is you have the ability to do both at the same time. You can still apply for jobs and and seek out, you know, the the, the SDR route. You can definitely still do that. But if you want to get your hands dirty on, hey, I took 
course careers or careers. And I think I know how to sell. I think I know how to prospect. And I can sell some internet. I can sell some cellular services. I can sell some cloud services. I can can go and use some of those um, you know website resources and figure out you know who's the decision maker, who's the IT person at this company. I can go door to door and start contacting businesses. I can go market myself online. If you want to do that, then you can totally do that and start getting paid while you job search. And then from there, you're getting experience, and you're and you're and you're getting experience on your own without the pressure of a quota, without the pressure of a manager watching what you're doing, without the pressure of anything. You have the ability to go out there and just trial and error. Go out there, get your hands dirty with it, and see what it's actually like. Because when you get that job, you're going to be doing the same thing. You're you're going to get a phone and a headset and a computer. And it's like, all right, go out there and find business. So you might as well just practice it now with the ability to sell all these different companies and get those skills in. And then when you go to an interview, I mean, you can even say like, hey, you know, so I have been consulting for the past six months and, you know, I've been successful doing this, this and this. I know how to sell this product, know how to sell that product. You might be able to actually negotiate a better compensation package because it could be like, hey, I'm already getting paid this money from selling this this and this i've already been pretty successful so now you have some leverage when it comes to Mm. making that actual negotiation on salary because if you're Mm. coming in with no tech sales experience they're just you you may not you you may not be in the best you know footing to to be able to get that high negotiating salary that you might see in some of these viral videos but having that that sales experience on your own and and having that the track record to and having the book of business that you built now it's like hey i already have the business relationships too so i want to go to your mm. company and bring my book of business with me that has Ooh. value and and that may cause you to even skip the sdr route you might be able to go straight into ae with that wow because you are you are closing deals your closer yeah. at that particular point wow that is really good stuff there. That's really good stuff. Oh, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning to you. I have another question. And this is my good friend, Jeff. And we, you and I have had conversations about this. I don't know how deep you want to go into this. But with all the current advances with AI, are there any positives or challenges, pros and cons you can somewhat foresee in the tech world? Oh, it's about to get dark. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> they all run away. Don't don't make them run away for cover now. <laughs> so, so there's a there is a probably another reason of why people should look into this because um, you know when, when we look at at how things are going right now and we look at the the, the tech companies and as you see from the shirt that I'm wearing, you know diversity. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's essentially a, a shirt prepping diversity because we need more diversity in tech diversity in tech will change the world so oh, yeah. there isn't a lot of diversity in tech when it comes to the ownership level of these companies um, many of you are applying for different companies i challenge you to check to see who's the owner of these companies you may be surprised at what the diversity situation looks like currently what that yeah. means is that um, there is a large trend right now with kind of people moving out of, let's say, these call center jobs that used to be prevalent 10 years ago, like when I got started. And many of these call centers are being outsourced or going to other places. I mean, luckily, the company I work with still has call centers, and which is great. But many of the other peers of mine at other companies, it's call centers that don't, don't exist anymore. Um, and it's a lot of work from home now, but it's a lot of frontline jobs where you're doing a single task of, hey, I'm making a call, I'm making a sales pitch, I'm sending an email. 
there is AI technology right now that is called conversational AI. Look up conversational AI that is out there. And this conversational AI, I mean, there, there's a robot called uh, Amica. If you type in A-M-E-C-A, it can talk fully like a full human being. It can answer what you're saying really fast. It can make jokes. It can recommend stuff. It can overcome objections. The software to replace an SDR has technically already been built and it's already mm. being tested. It's on YouTube. You can go check it out right now. It probably will be in the market potentially in the next X amount of years. I don't know, five years, whichever. Um, there's already news articles about people trying to use AI to replace employees. Um, luckily, yeah. in, in many of the companies that I'm affiliated with, that's not the case right now. So, you know, thank, thank goodness. But, you know, we do have to look at some of the movements that are happening. Go on Google News, type in call center closings. You will see call center closings in all different places. What are they replacing the call centers with? They're replacing with chat boxes. Why are they replacing with chat boxes? Because it's less expensive. It's either you pay a million dollars in salaries or you pay $10,000 for you know license for a, a chat box. The channel can actually prevent all of this because if you are the owner of your own sales company and you want to deploy AI bots to make those calls, you have the right to do that. You know, when that technology becomes full blown, you'll be the person deploying the AI and the AI will be deployed on you. And I think that's the mm. thing that I think you have to remember. So to run that back, if you own your own company, your own tech sales company, and you build it up and, and you have it built up for the next five years, you got your base of residuals, and you need to now hire additional salespeople, you can essentially put AI in the mix and have the 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 AI essentially work for you instead of working for a company where that AI is replacing you. And these are things that you may want to think about down the road. SDR is great right now. We don't know what that's going to look like in the next five to 10 years. I've, I know what it's like to work at a call center and have that call center closed. That was like my first experience and it wasn't a great experience. And, you know, since then, you know, I, I try to look forward to see what's the next wave in sales going to be and how can we circumvent it? And I think we can circumvent it with ownership, diversifying who owns the, these companies right now that we work for and the way that we do that is by platforms like this by letting people know how to own their own tech company ownership and i've and and that you said diversing ownership say that one more time that was really good those last two points you made yeah yeah so 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 we we have to to, to diversify who owns the 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 various tech companies and we can mm -hmm. do that through channel you know we can wow. empower you know, people in all different communities from all different nationalities to be owners of, of their, their own tech companies. So we don't have this imbalance of certain diversity groups or certain nationalities just seeking employment and not seeking ownership because that's mm. actually what's happening right now. And the metrics are out there. The the unemployment metrics are out there too on the recent unemployments. You know, I, I mean, you and I can talk about, there's a public Bloomberg article that says that 90% of recent employment was from African-Americans, you know, like, like you and I. And when I see stuff like that, you know, it's, it, it's, it's heartbreaking because it's like we, if we would have owned some of those companies and those entities, then we wouldn't have to worry about facing a layoff or a large company saying, hey, 10,000 people are gone. You know, if you are the owner of that company, you're, you're not at risk. So, 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 so these are things that we have to think about and they have to think about the next generation. What example are we setting for the future? You know, your, your kids, your family, you know, we have to kind of take like a, a never again approach with this.
Yeah. Great question, Jeff. I know, I know this is a, a heavy, that's a heavy shift in the conversation yeah. for a lot of people, but sometimes we need to be rattled like that to make the changes that we need to make. And so I would encourage anybody who is really interested in getting to channel sales to reach out to Ty. I know Ty and I are talking as well. And we want to, you know, just position ourselves because we want to make sure that we are in a better position, a better place. And I think a lot of people, when we start thinking that way now, when the time comes, if or if not, at least we're in a better place, you know, uh, it's no, it's no, it's no, um, it's no secret that AI is here for the long play. It's no secret at this point. We see it in everywhere we go where right now, whether it's convenience stores or things like that, technology is technology is replacing it. I mean, simple. The simplest thing is in Walmart, the self-checkout. Let's just talk. Let's not go into AI. Let's just talk about that. How we saw that we were a couple machines one day that the next time we go, there's more machines. And now there's probably like, what, four registers that are being manned by it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so now, now you just need like probably one, maybe three people to just to regulate those machines. Mm-hmm. Like, Technology is catching up, and so we have to just be able to position ourselves in places that will allow us to advance. And so this is a great conversation, y'all. Now, I want to keep the conversation rolling. If there's any other additional questions, I know that question was kind of heavy. I, I see some comments <laughs> here. I see, a, I see, wow, okay, from Latoya. And then she read, right after that, she's like, man, this is scary. And I, I understand that that sentiment right there. It's scary, but but it's also empowering as well. Oh, yes. so someone, someone, someone said it before. I, I wasn't even looking at the comments, but yeah. Um, so it's scary, but it's empowering because it, it's it's really that that wake up call of looking at things. I mean, if you guys want to go deeper into the topic, I suggest everyone look up just the the, the Great Migration um, and just what happened in the sixties and seventies when you know um, you know and you you and I can can talk about this and I'm, I'm a member of, yeah. of an African American EIG ERG at, at my company as well so mm. we've spoken about this you know for African Americans specifically uh, many of them came to the north during the period of you know 1940 to 19 1940 1970 to take like manufacturing jobs or work at plants and we saw the start of globalization in 1970 where those plants started to become outsourced and many of those plants no longer existed tore down the people that worked at those plants were fine because they got their pensions they retired but their kids could not follow in their parents footsteps because those jobs don't exist anymore and mm. many of us have parents grandparents that worked at places where these jobs don't exist you know they, they worked at bottling plants or they, they worked at you know clothing manufacturing plants and they're they're not here so um what happened in the 70s is that now you essentially had a, a lost generation in a lot of these different cities that are mm. now there were where we now started seeing just kids out there that needed help throughout the 80s and throughout the 90s and and that's where we saw some of, of the struggles that happened in our communities that all stemmed from what happened in the great migration and the start of globalization that that came through so yeah. it, you know it, it it's it's something that, that that we really have to kind of kind of look at to see like are we basically having another digital mi- migration maybe it's a great migration but it's a great digital migration the tech and, migration, mm. you know, and what can we do mm. to prevent that in this time around become owners of the company so we can make the decisions of what we're closing, what positions we're opening, all of that instead of, you know, the other way around. Yeah, that, no, that's deep. That's deep. And 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 I have to uh, I'm going to the comment section here because this kind of agrees with your sentiment earlier. Wow, that's deep. This is huge, Ty. This information is really empowering, like you said. 
And uh, Jeff said, you know, great, great point there. Uh, thank you, brother. Um, he also said that's some great info. And I agree. I agree. And uh, that said, correct. <laughs> when you when you mentioned earlier about just kind of positioning ourselves into a place of leadership and ownership. And I think that that's something that we definitely need to, to go in. So, family, this has been a it's been a wonderful conversation. If you have any questions, feel free to put it in the chat. I know that after that last point that you made, a lot of people are probably like just sitting there thinking and thinking about their life and <laughs> thinking about their history, uh, you know, in regards to their family. And the question is, do you want to rewrite history or will re history repeat itself? That's the question we have to ask ourselves today. I know it's heavy on a Saturday morning, but <laughs> this is the type of information that we kind of need to to make the changes that we need to make. And so, again, I'm going to just point out that Ty said it, and I'm, I'm going to point out that he said it, not me. <laughs> you could go add him on LinkedIn. Go ahead and reach out to him. Add him on LinkedIn. He is. He says he's open to, which I think is actually really, really, really uh, nice of him to do. Say that he's open to basically you coming and being a consultant for him. Like you, I mean, he's consulting for you. It's, it's, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, for you, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm the channel manager. I support you. I, I help yeah. you get to where you need to be. And it's not just yeah. just my, myself. There's an entire network of channel managers. Channel management is a is a wide career where there's hundreds and hundreds of channel managers. Every single of those yeah. telecom companies they have about twelve channel managers. So I'm wow. one of those twelve for a a company. And we have a nonprofit. Um, group within really? our channel management team called Exposure. And wow. we are essentially doing things like this, you know, outreach where we're trying to inform everybody and give full exposure into the channel and how the channel works. So um, yeah, there's there, that that's something that we can all we can always chat about it in a, at a later date. But yeah, but um, yeah, and if you're looking for inspiration of well, who's done it in the past? I mean, I think David Stewart and his story is something that people should know. You know, that's a an, an African American billionaire right now, owner of Worldwide Technology, owner of Telco Buy, who essentially made billions of dollars just becoming a partner reseller of products that every, almost everybody uses. You know, Cisco, uh, you know, Microsoft, and all different internet companies to the point where mm. most of the cable boxes that you're using, most of the internet modems that, that you're using, the supplier that's supplying those boxes, that's you know bringing those boxes to the telecom companies to get it to you is usually is usually worldwide technology. Wow. Um, but, but that was started by an African American billionaire, David Stewart, who joined the channel in the, in 1990 and built up his entity right now. So he has a book out wow. there too. Um, Mark Cuban's first million came from channel sales. So look at Micro Solutions. He started in 1986. He was selling dial-up internet to all different people down in Texas. He had a huge customer, which was Ross Perot. And Ross Perot, of course, owned multiple, you know, um, just oil companies and locations all throughout that area. He became the main seller of all of those locations, not just dial-up internet. He was selling like, you know, email software and, and he was selling screen sharing software. But mm. he was making residuals every single year, you know, millions in residuals, you know, one million, two million residuals. He ended up selling his company after a few years for six million. And he mm. took that money, he bought like an unlimited flight where you can go and fly around the world for free. And then, um, he oh, yeah, up, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the people that started his future.com company, which then made him a billion dollars. But his first million was Microsolutions, and that was a channel company. So everyone quoting Mark, Mark Cuban, you know, I see all the 
all the different quotes on on you know LinkedIn and, and all that. Follow in his footsteps. Try your hands at that company because how Mark Cuban started it is he was working for basically what the equivalent was of like a Radio Shack or Copy OSA at like at that time or Circuit City. He was just mm. working for a, a a retailer of computers and he had an altercation with his boss. So like he explains in many of his videos. And he's just like, you know what? I just want to do this on my own. I could probably run my own company a whole lot better and resell these products better than anyone. And that's how he got into it. He went from an account executive or an employee, a sales representative, to an owner of his own company. Wow. And that made him his first million. The more you know, family, the more you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we, oh, gotta, we gotta talk about the full stories. You know, everyone, it, people skip certain facts in, in, uh, in, in people's come ups, but the blueprint's there. We just gotta, gotta look for it. I heard somebody say that yesterday. Like, you know, it's not hard to get to where you wanna go. The hardest thing is finding out what you want, what you really, really want. And then the second hardest thing is, well, the easiest part of that is to be able to do it because all you have to do is find somebody that did it and do what they did <laughs> and just yep. keep doing what they did. And, there, and there's plenty of people still still doing it out there. The the, the partner community is huge. There's over forty thousand MSPs in the United States, um, or forty thousand you know channel companies that are in some form of the channel, whether they're a managed service provider, which is a form of a channel company, an IT consultant, a reseller. Um, they are there are forty thousand people that are members of the channel ecosystem. Forty thousand different companies, I guess. So all I'm really trying to do is just trying to add some diversity to that to that mix and to bring some of that information out to the rest of the various communities. And, and this community, this SDR community, I think is awesome. I mean, like what you yeah. built up, you, you know, with, with people like yourself, Joseph, you know, with, with everyone else, you know, that that's been just out there, just promoting this this whole breaking into tech, you know, all the big names that that you all know and love. I mean, I, I am just coming to your ecosystem saying, hey, Let's take it one step further. Yeah. Like, like we 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 got thousands of people that want to break into tech. Awesome. Let's take it one step further now. Amen. <laughs> so, uh, so let it be, right? I, I totally am in agreement with that. Ownership is the name of the game, and we want to find our way to ownership. So thank you so much, Ty. This has been a great conversation. If you guys want to show Ty some love, go ahead and like this video, put it in the comment section, and also go ahead and add him on, follow him on LinkedIn. Reach out to him, connect with him. If you have any questions about this, he is open uh, to speak with you and he's open to reply to you. So that is an, a fantastic opportunity that you have. Now, before we go, I do have a couple of housekeeping things to do. Like I said earlier in this video, um, I'm so excited about this. I don't know why I didn't say this earlier, but I'm excited to say that the podcast, y'all, it is up and running. So I, I think I mentioned it before. I'm going to show you right here. Here's Apple podcast. You can see that there's episodes here. Go ahead and check it. If you load up more, you can kind of catch up on some of the older episodes that some people may have missed. There's really good conversations. We had a recruited cousin. She was one of the uh, people that spoke. And I do have the thanks that are coming in right now. So let me just give you your flowers, brother. Ty, thank you so much uh, from Odette. And yeah, then Jeff, Jeffrey himself, he said, this was great. Awesome job, gentlemen, um, gentlemen. Uh, I guess even both of us, uh, but yeah, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you. Um, and so with that being said, in regards to the channel, I would love, you know, everybody, if you are on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, et cetera, go ahead, 
follow the channel. It's just Tech Niche Tips, as you can see right here. Tech Niche Tips. Go ahead and follow on the podcast there and uh, start catching up on the older episodes. I'm going to start getting this thing up and running. I'm trying to upload as many episodes as possible, possibly one, if not, you know, every other day, one every day until I get caught up <laughs> to my YouTube episodes because there's a lot that I have on YouTube. But, yeah, go ahead and catch up on those on those episodes there. And then I'm also going to do a promotion for tomorrow's video that's going to come out. And this is going to be really great. So I like to give people options, right? And this right here is Kalicia Johnson. She is actually a big tech pro product manager right here. I'm going to blow it up so you can see it better since my screen is kind of big. She is helping students transition from high school and to tech. And so she has partnerships with her with her company called Student Career Studio. If you know anybody that's interested in getting to tech at a high school level, even at the college level, there's like panel discussions. She brings recruiters, she the whole nine. This is going to be a great conversation. So what I want you to do is right here on the bottom left, click that notify me button like I did and to get that notification because it's going to be dropping tomorrow at 1 p.m. You do not want to miss it, especially for the parents out there that are looking to get their children into a better tomorrow right and so you definitely want to be able to watch this video comment like subscribe and share it with those that you love and so family this has been great i like ty this always been a wonderful time when we talk and uh, this is definitely one of those wonderful times so i appreciate you having me please, please share the video to everybody yeah yeah please share it, it doesn't share, have to share, repost all that it doesn't have to stay here if it's on linkedin Go ahead and share it with anybody that you know, whether it's a private message, you can share it to them directly. If it's on YouTube, share it with the world, because I think this is information that a lot of people can benefit from, a lot of people. So again, thank you, Ty. Thank you for the time. I know that's early where you are. <laughs> so thank you for making the sacrifice to be here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you for, for just what you're doing for the community and, and just, you know, just for everyone. You're, you're changing lives every single day. So yeah, I appreciate you as well. Thank you for saying that. That's encouraging. It's encouraging. This grind. This is a grind. It's not easy. I have six kids. I got a wife. I got other <laughs> things, right? But I want to do this because somebody did this for me, you know, and it means a lot. So, family, until next time, like I always say, I hope to see you on the other side. Take care, family.